This is for the free thinkers, the curious beings that swim upstream, who see possibilities, not problems, that learn from the past, live by the present, and create the future. This is the I Love Ugly Audio Show. Welcome to the I Love Ugly Audio Show. My name is Valentin Nozic, creative director and founder of I Love Ugly. On this episode, I sit down with New Zealand entrepreneur Robert Hollis. For those that are unfamiliar with Robert's work, he's an ex-professional national champion snowboarder, a multi-exit entrepreneur, author, Fortune 100 content consultant, a global speaker, and was named as one of the top three most influential New Zealanders on LinkedIn. After exiting his portfolio of companies, Robert's new mission is to inspire more people and help destroy New Zealand's tall poppy syndrome, which I like. In 2018, he helped launch the $50 million initiative to help more growing companies win in business. In this episode, I go deep and discuss how and why he got into business, what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur, why failure is important, and a few tips, tricks, and routine that he uses to help himself get on the path for success. Like all my guests, I go deep and extract as much value as I can. Enjoy the episode. Yeah. Robert, how do you pronounce your name, bro? Robert. Robert. Where's that from? Uh, my grandparents, Ron and Betty. Interesting. Grandfather Ron, Grandma Betty, combo it together, Robert. Yeah, nice. Haven't heard. I haven't met a Robert before. Yeah. But you probably haven't met a Valentine before, right? No, not without yeah. the E. Nice man. So and yeah, it's mutual. good to finally be able to actually meet. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Now, nah, fan of your work, and as I said, um, a few of the guys around the office have been kind of pestering me to yeah get in touch. So glad we're here, bro. I know you're a busy guy. I've seen all your YouTube clips. It's like nonstop, man. I yeah. I don't. I like to be productive. Yeah. If I'm not creating, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah, so you feel you're a creative more so than a businessman? Or yeah, you I'm think a crea- it- business is a byproduct yeah. of creation. Interesting. I mean, sure, you'd probably, I don't, don't know if you feel the same, but yeah, I'd, I, yeah I feel like I like to create and business is the byproduct. Yeah. Do you feel um, that the fact, I don't know too much about your background in terms of like, you know, your, how astute you are in terms of business, like numbers and all that stuff, but did you ever feel at some point of time that that could have been, you know, that was almost like your Achilles heel? in terms of like you, how you could progress as a businessman slash creative businessman? Yeah, I am not good with numbers. Yeah. I'm not good with spreadsheets, not good with details, not good with process, not good with systems. Yeah. So pretty much I'm not built for probably a lot of the modern day workplace. Mm-hmm. But I guess my skill set with things that I either think or um, I operate, I know I'm a flipping weapon at, mm-hmm. but what it's taken me a long time to finally get to the point to delegate all the shit mm-hmm. I suck at. Yeah, and then do you do that in house as well? Do you have those people yep. in house or? Yeah, now now the team's close. Yeah, yep. and people and I think now after I guess you know a few wins and losses or whatever, it's it's a filter of have I known you before mm-hmm. and do you actually get me? Mm. Which is different than just like oh he's good at that or she's good at definitely. that job. Yeah. It's a different, so my, I guess my filter now with engagement with others is definitely predicated on a few different variables. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And then I think also having that um, personal connection as well and actually understanding who you are and what you want to do, I think is also super important rather than just hiring based off like talent. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. I'd heard it a little bit ago and I keep popping around. It's just that hire for attitude, train for skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I believe it's accurate because the people bring energy mm-hmm. and energy can stuff a business and stuff creativity real quick. Yeah. So I would rather have um, an A player heart with a B player skill, mm-hmm. but the energy I know is going to be positive because you will always work your way to that point. Definitely. Opposed to this person ticks the boxes to do this, 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 and just because yeah. you plug that in, the formula should work. Yeah. Because if I'm already rolling differently and I'm, and I'm, I guess, energy-based opposed to, I guess, common sense-based in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always rather be surrounded by positive people with positive thinking yep. than, um, than, than not. So. Oh, man, I, I 100% agree. That's something I've really shifted in the last 12 months is actually hiring first and foremost based off a of mindset because a determined mindset can learn the skills which they lack. And I think, um, and I've also been stung on the opposite side where I hired purely off skills and 
uh, someone with experience and it was the same thing, negative energy and a huge hindrance. I felt like I was lifting this load of negative energy because of this person's pessimism. And um, I think a bit of pessimism is good, but man, I'd rather, I'd rather have optimism all day. But it's, yeah. it's dangerous, right? Because from a leadership perspective, if you hire those that are just drinking the Kool-Aid, yeah. then all you're going to get is just the positive blah. And yeah. You ho- believe you're on hype and bullshit and then totally you just get steamrolled from the market. Yeah. The other side is you've got the exact position, the skill set I need for this to be successful. Yeah. I'll pull you in, but then you don't understand the culture, so you yeah. also stuff. So I think it's a... I think it's self-awareness from a leadership perspective to understand, to filter of like, are you saying this with pessimism because you care mm-hmm. or because you don't actually see the future of what could be? Yeah. And that's a diff- that's a, a tough line, right? Definitely. And I think when you, I mean, if you're going through stuff and I've got a, a, a close friend who's going through a very similar thing is they basically, he's the leader of the, the engine, mm-hmm. hired the machine that thought should take them to it but all their mindset is stuck with how it was done not mm-hmm. how it could be mm-hmm. and so they come in with a pretty set set of framework which actually is ending up being a detriment to their business yeah which is causing frustration between the the founder slash owner yeah um to it so yeah I, I think it's that balance off of good leadership of understanding are they are they hating you with love mm, absolutely like instead a parent. of are they hating you yeah. <laughs> like a parent right discipline you with love yeah tough love nah definitely man just to kind of run, uh just wind it back a little bit because i've always we just went straight in I yeah like we it. went straight in definitely straight yeah for the coach I, don't, shot. I don't bullshit and no you don't so we just get in the thick of it but just to kind of take it back a bit obviously when we do the intro we'll give people a bit of context about who you are and your achievements and this and that but just taking it back man so you started so obviously you've you've started and um sold a couple of businesses but prior to that you're a professional snowboarder for a bit uh, is that, that's right and then uh so you started 11 and then you became pro at 18 and then you started traveling the world snowboarding and then you got into business that's quite a big transition and i can see i you know i assume that along the way you probably learned a lot and you probably grew up a lot quicker than most 18 year olds but why the transition from pro snowboarder into business and then how how did that benefit your business career um it is a funky journey going from sport to business mm-hmm. but it's also ridiculously similar in terms of mindset with how you approach it yeah i've seen i agree a really really i've seen extremely similarly traits similar traits with um x military mm-hmm. slash sas yeah and elite sports people elite and executives it's a re- there's a there's a thread and i don't know if it's about focus or determination or perspective or drive or passion or purpose or there's a there is a there seems to be some type something in the dna between those types of people mm-hmm. and i had that for, with sport so yeah, yeah I, I was um super quick nutshell for the for the recap yeah my father's from ngatipuro um small little place called waipiro bay grew up on a farm in dargaville till i was four mm-hmm. fiji till i was nine and then back in uh, Aranui Christchurch. So mm-hmm. the company Aranui Ventures is from where I'm from. And I'd always been just really hard out into sport. So mm-hmm. when I was 11, I was playing for the New Zealand under 14 basketball team, Canterbury uh, hockey. Um, they got into yeah soccer, played for soccer for New Zealand, played basketball for New Zealand, um, skated. I just like, used to work at cheap skates and I was like full, <laughs> like bladed and all sorts, got like third at nationals, like fully into it, the whole, the whole, the whole world. Um, but then snowboarding kind of got me out. So I transitioned to snowboarding. Snowboarding kind of, I guess, got me out of got me out of the hood, got me mm-hmm. out of where I was from. Um, and my whole game plan was use my skill set to, as my escape, leverage my contacts to start businesses, and then so I could have a platform, not just be paid as a person. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a saying, and I talk about it in my keynotes. It's a Jay Z. He goes, um, "I ain't a business man. I'm a business mm-hmm. man." And, and it's epic for me because I was a hip hop kid. I was like, Dre and Jordan were my two kind of big things. But that line is epic mm. because the meaning of that line, I ain't a business, man, I'm a business, mm-hmm. man, is I ain't a businessman, individual, one-to-one, unscalable time. I'm a business, mm-hmm. man. Platform, mm. brand, legacy. Mm. Totally shifted my thinking. So my whole game plan when I transitioned out was I wanted to leverage my contacts my rolodex my ecosystem my skill set around content into business so my business could grow while personally i would not fade out but you know i didn't want to be 30 years old jumping off a flipping cliff to pay rent mm. yeah so mentally i'd already changed and then basically she's my skill set started that and then the rest rolled out from there yeah amazing man so how old are you now 34 and then you probably see a lot of people that didn't make the transition and you just see them slowly dying when i was 20 and i decided to do it 
I saw dial-up to broad, this is 2004-5, I knew that dial, we're going from dial-up to broadband internet. I, I knew, because I'd always been really into tech and, you know, I was, um, you know, hacking computers and programming and coding and doing all that shit um, yeah. when I was younger, swapping out hard drives, building computers, PCs, that whole thing. Um, I knew that when you had broadband, you'd have the ability to have photos that which would, straight, would, would download faster, mm -hmm. and then there'd be communities that would exist about around uh, different verticals of, of passion. So mine was mm -hmm. snowboarding. So I predicted that. I told my first my two good mates about it, and they both said I was nuts and stupid. Mm -hmm. I knew that when I fast forward five years, all these people gave me shit. Like everyone was, ah, oh, flipping Rebecca's trying to be the business guy and this and that. Like, you know, he's not coming partying or doing this or whatever. Yeah. All in my head was like, when I'm 25, you might have blind ACLs and I'm gonna have business. Mm. When your contract runs up, you're stuffed and I'm gonna have, not that it was like a me versus them thing, but they totally didn't see the long game. So mm. I always, you know, that's why I love, I love chess and I, I, I think about things differently with like long game moves. Mm. Totally. I right. was playing chess from so early on. Yeah. Um, that yeah, the, the, the main one for me was, was I could I could see it play out. So at the start, no one took me seriously. Mm. It took me five years to for people to realize I wasn't pissing around. And by that stage, all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting paid by, you know, 20, 30 different brands and those guys that were giving me shit. <laughs> totally. They yeah, so that was quite tough because if I was being truly honest, I, I actually felt a lot of, uh, not hate, but pent up jealousy potentially from some other people that didn't see it early enough to transition mm -hmm. or evolve. Yeah. I took the f all the flack up front, mm -hmm. but the long tail was so much more like better yeah. that it was worth that short-term flack, if that makes sense. Totally. And a lot of people can't see that because I guess they want to be cool in the moment, not try to build something great. Yeah, and it's, it's hard, right? And I think for a 20-year-old to have that foresight is quite, it's impressive. For me, I was kind of fucking around with my life and I became an unexpected dad at 22. Damn. So that was my reason, my reason to start thinking about the future. But I think a lot of people don't. And I think that's why we do see these patterns where people get depressed and are stuck in the rat race and are in jobs they hate. Although they have, we live in a day and age now where anybody has the ability to drop what they're doing and transition. Obviously we bog down with mortgages and kids and this and that, but I think end of the day, it's still no excuse, you know? Look at, um, what is his name? Colonel Sanders at 65. He kind of did it. There's countless examples of that. But I think having that foresight early, like how would you, do you think people are born with it? Or do you think people can learn it? Or if people, or what? What are, how, what's some other answers where people can, can kind of discover about it, discover it, especially from an early age? Yeah. I think you can learn new skills, but you can't change what's in your blood, right? So I have this question I ask, which is, you know, do you have entrepreneurial tendencies or entrepreneurial tendons? Mm -hmm. Like is in your flipping blood yeah. that it's in your bone and DNA that you won't stop until you create and do and, and craft and build and, and all that other shit. Mm -hmm. Or is it like, man, I'm going to do a startup, wear a hoodie and it's going to be mean. I'm quitting this corporate shit. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's a different mindset. It's a mindset of I've got up at five o'clock this morning, done damage. It's now 10 at night and I'm energized. Mm. Not I wake up and it's like, oh, I gotta do this work shit. Mm. So it's, it's, there's a different mindset around how you approach what you do. For sure. And I think when you're a, a builder, instead of, uh, not that you're part of that ecosystem, but if, 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 if you're, you're a builder or a doer, mm -hmm. you know, do you proactively build or you just reactively do? Mm -hmm. um, those who build always, I think, have a different way that they, they think about the energy and, and, and the why, opposed to chasing the, you know, the veil of what they feel it is to mm. be cool to try and do that thing. Mm. So, and if you're really, really honest about it with a lot of people in Yaset thing is, you know, if you, if you would look yourself really hard in the mirror, do you have entrepreneurial tendencies or entrepreneurial tendons? Mm. Like when it gets Definitely. tough and, and that's a, it's a pretty simple thing. It's, it's, so I'm, I'm very black and white. It's binary. Yes, yeah. no, black, white, full, done. Yeah. And, and when you ask that yourself that question, it makes you sort of reset. Mm. Um, a little bit with how you approach it. For sure, man. No, very, um, very interesting. And people with entrepreneurial tendons, it's in their blood. They've seen their dads do it, uncles do it, whatever. There's still an element of courage as well. And a lot of these people actually don't have the balls, right? And you got people with the tendencies that maybe have the balls. And it's just like, it's well, quite... Then you, then no, then what happens is then you get loud people that don't know what's up, 
drinking their own Kool-Aid because they're verbalizing it externally yeah. that are not shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But they do it almost by default because they think just because they're allowed they can do it. Then yeah. you have those internal entrepreneurs, let's for say, mm-hmm. that would be weapons but don't have the bravery. Yeah, totally. So you've almost got like dumb loud people. Yeah. And really smart, quiet people yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in those type of environments. Like there are some smart, loud people. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm definitely loud, hopefully smart, but <laughs> there are so many smart people I know yeah. who would be weapons. Yeah. But they don't have the bravery. Yeah, totally. And bravery is almost that's, a form of, yeah, that's, that's almost a form of intelligence as well, right? Because you're backing yourself, you trust yourself. You can kind of like almost calculate if something goes wrong, how you're going to fall on your feet you know, make changes, this and that. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it is interesting because I'm, I'm the same, you know, I was always, I always felt I was like the dumbest guy in the room. And then, um, you yeah, know, and then I kind of came out and then by the time I was 20, 26, 27 years old, you know, I had a multi-million dollar business, started from scratch and I still felt that if I went back to uni, I'd still probably fail English. And that yeah. was just like courage, backing myself and then also figuring out what I was lacking and then had this relentless hunger to figure out the answers to make it happen. Yeah, but that drive that drive with you, it's very, very clear that you're not you're not blinded by the number. You're you're driven by the the, the, the passion of creation, right? Totally. The other shit's byproduct. Yeah, totally. But I'm saying that I'm human and I still get struck with fear. Um, yeah, recently you you would have heard of the whole coronavirus in China. It's the first time in probably two years where I haven't slept from stress of the business. So there's a coronavirus. Have you heard about it? Yeah. Yeah, and like because it's basically huge delays for our factories. Um, they can't go back ah. to work legally because they don't have thermometers and enough face masks, and it is fucking stressful. And then I'm like, and then you start you start to get in that kind of hole. And then and this is all the stuff that I preach and teach, but it's actually hard to apply when you're actually in the thick of it. So it's actually gave me far more empathy for people that are going through the thick of it. But anyway, you're going, you know, you've got, you get struck by adversity and there's some, some stuff that you get struck with is completely out of your control. And then you start to be like, fuck, you start to question almost everything, what you're doing, why you're doing it, why I have to take the difficult route, this and that, which is, um, yeah, a real test of character. I don't really know where I'm going with that, but no, no, it's I, just kind of like a thought that popped up based well, on what you're saying. Well, what, what it pops up in my head is this, the irony that sometimes when you're brave to do, you're not self-aware enough to know that sometimes you still can get stuck in your own hypocrisy of what you're talking about to what you're doing. Totally. I got caught with that last last year. Yeah. So I got um, I got this. So I got the Local Hero New Zealander of the Year Award, right? Nice, man. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. I didn't put online. Yeah. Put nothing. I, I, I was like, it's not, I did not, people have asked me to go to these awards and anything, and I'm just like, nope. Yeah. I don't do what I do for any of that shit. Yeah. I'm not applying for anything. And, and basically I got, I, I, I won this thing. And I still didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And then I got tagged in it because finally, obviously, the news came out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And one of my mates saw it and was just like, this is so mean, blah, blah. And then I thought about myself. And I was like, man, I'm not a hero. I'm a flipping hypocrite. Here I <laughs> yeah. am, like, preaching, you know, it's rad to be, it's rad to win. And it's rad to be successful. Like, feel free, do you. Yeah. And then here I am, I flipping won this really important, cool thing. Yeah. And I'm not telling anyone about it. Huh. It's pretty shit, right? Yeah, and so yeah, it was totally. a really, like, kind of funky. Yeah. It stuffed me up about it. Yeah. Like, Damn, I was like, shit, I'm like doing the exact thing I'm telling other people not to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah so it's it, weird, right? You kind of get in this up. spaghetti of thoughts and you almost got to catch yourself or pinch yourself and sometimes yep. it's best to kind of just get out of the thick of it, get get your breath and then, you know, kind of get back into it. Bro, I get um, it. Nah, for sure, bro. Um, man, interesting. So uh, for, uh, I read somewhere as well that you're on a mission to destroy tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand. And I think um, I don't know if you, you know Israel Adesanya Stylebender. He had that he had that award when he, he had that award last week and did a speech about how it's actually it's it's bad. It's it's bad and it's a bad thing in New Zealand culture. How it's kind of exactly like that. You probably didn't do it. The reason you probably didn't do it is because you were struck by that whole tall poppy syndrome. You know, you felt like you didn't want to actually go out there and proudly tell people about exactly. this significant credential which you won. Because you've got, you, you know, there's going to be all those naysayers and haters that are going to talk shit behind your back. Mm. But why is, yeah, why, firstly, my question is, why is tall poppy syndrome, why do you think it's so prominent in New Zealand? And, um, and then also, how do you kind of, how do you just kind of get over and above that and just cut that poppy down? Yeah, it's, it's, it's super tough, right? Like we, I'd come through my journey and I guess popped out the other end. Mm-hmm. Good. Like yeah. not 
like I, I I follow what I wanted to do. Yeah. I love what I'm doing. Like you know, I've been able to live a life where I've been doing cool shit that I'm stoked on. I then was thinking about all of the Kiwis that don't try those things and don't do that stuff, and I, and I started thinking about the idea of um, a life regrettage percentage. Mm-hmm. Of a que- so a question got asked me. They said, "What was the? What's your biggest regret?" And then I said, "Oh, you know, I wanted to have options at 30. I think I could have got there faster at 27 if I would have been more proactive to listen and get better partnerships earlier, and not thinking I had." but I had too much ego yeah. to think that I could do everything by myself. Totally. And that, so then I was like, well, actually, I could have got there at 27. So at 30 years old, I have a life regrettage percentage of 10% because I lost three years. But I'd rather be 30 years old mm-hmm. with a life regrettage percentage of 10%, which I could make back up over the next seven years, mm-hmm. than be 50, doing something I've hated for 25 years, having a life regrettage percentage of 50, and mm. now I'm stuffed at 50 because it's a lot tougher to build totally. that back. Yeah. And so then, but then I was thinking about why, where does this all come from? How does this happen? What's mm. the, it stuffed me up a bit. And then I, I also kept thinking about, I was the young buck kid that should have gone a different path. You know, like bad stuff happened when I was younger, fine, whatever. Everyone has the same type of story, drama shit. But how do you create, I didn't have a, a pillar of beacon of hope or positivity that was around me that existed in business or whatever. So yeah. I think about breadcrumbs and yeah. my idea about breadcrumbs was how could I create a whole range of these positive little snippets mm-hmm. that can be available to others mm-hmm. that they can consume to show them that there is a different way or it is possible to do this thing or it is yeah. available. And so I, I literally was thinking how can I, what can I do to create a shit ton of breadcrumbs mm-hmm. for as many young people as possible. So it's, I, the, the, the kid that I think about is this kid called Rangi from Rotorua. Mm-hmm. He's 15 years old. Yep. He's at high school, he's right on that tipping point. Does he go to, you know, to the video about it? Does he go to the mall and, 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 and steal with his mates? Does he go to the flipping skate park and smoke weed? Mm-hmm. Does he just go steal from some shops? What does he do? Yep. How could you create mini breads, little breadcrumbs of positivity mm-hmm. for him to see that there's more outside of just that bubble? Yeah. Because I didn't have shit. I didn't have that. Yeah. All I knew was I had to become a professional snowboarder so I could escape and get out of where I was from in the situation that I was in. And that was it. It was deal, deal one or deal one. But I was lucky to get through it. Mm-hmm. So the tall poppy thing literally was me thinking, what can I proactively do to create as many breadcrumbs as possible? So I was like, I think an impact that I could have is like how... For tall poppy to die, that means it needs to get executed. But first, people need to be educated around it. But first, they need to have awareness of it. Mm-hmm. So all I want to do is, how do I start the conversation to start to have, to make it that there is an awareness issue around it? Like, mm-hmm. I, I felt that there was a huge success. There was an awareness issue around success in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. There are so many flipping weapons that, that roll around that the average Kiwi doesn't know about. For sure. Pisses me off, right? Yeah. So... So basically, I've got frustration with our lack of awareness, and then we've got this thing. I was like, okay, I think that's the. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to destroy that and I'm going to be the savior. I was like, stuff that. Mm-hmm. I know that I can create flipping 100,000 breadcrumbs mm-hmm. to have people to make it know that it's a thing, to then have the conversation to get awareness, to then get educated, and then go, and they can go e- execute against that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of saw it as this isn't like me on this campaign. It's no, no, no let's reverse engineer it. Actions and how you behavior from actions, actions from education, education from awareness. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how it started. So in one hit, basically, you know, exited both businesses, um, did a free ebook for 800,000 uh, students to tell, I guess, my, my story. It's a free ebook. Yeah. We did a nationwide uh, tour, literally drove from um, from Kaitaia all the way down to the bluff from Tapao. Mm-hmm. Went to a whole bunch of kind of low socioeconomic schools. Mm-hmm. Then my next play was like, let's do a yes to success video campaign. Got like a hundred different Kiwis on a hundred days to do like one minute video of saying yes to success, mm-hmm. flipping mean. And then, uh, then the next play, which eventually finally going to be helping kick off this year is how could you then um, help self-employ some youth? So mm. for me, I've seen it as a way longer journey, but to the point back to Israel, with what you talked about is now he's just amplifying that, that awareness piece, which everyone knew flipping existed. For sure. And it's, 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 for those that had seen my stuff already, it validated what they felt I'd been saying. For sure. For those that hadn't are now aware. So it's like that's next wave. So I may have been one of the first waves to hit. Mm-hmm. He's just the second wave. But then now that it comes a third of like, well, how do you educate about it and then create 
the execution. So yeah, well, we're so, talking about it right now, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that sorry for the the ram, but that's the journey of how I've kind of crafted it because yeah. then I work, I play chess. That's why I got my chess. And I flipping love chess. I've just worked back. Yeah. The moves to get to that point. Yeah. And I know that while I've got, you know, quotes temporary. I call it temporary relevance. Mm-hmm. I'm temporarily relevant. Mm-hmm. Great. How do I just create a shit ton of breadcrumbs? So plant those seeds, and then when I piss off into the flipping the wilderness, mm-hmm. or whatever whatever I decide to do next, yeah, at least I, I've started a snowball. Yeah, interesting. So what's this, what's some example examples of his breadcrumbs? So you got the ebook, you got the talks. What's uh, obviously those are, for a lot of people they pro- that probably seems like quite unattainable. But what's some but like? But it's not though. Yeah, for some people though. But it's not though. Yeah, I, I know it's not. You're an anomaly. No, as but, well. but I'm speaking for them because I was that kid. Yeah, definitely. And, and so that's exactly the thing. And, and so that's why content, that's why this thing is super powerful. Yeah. I realized really early on with this when I started creating content was content scales context. Mm-hmm. Content enables you to consume without you in the flipping room. Yeah. To know exactly what you're thinking, how you're feeling, what you're rolling, what you're about, the ethos, everything. That scales that. Mm-hmm. It can get to a million people. So I've used content and the media game and my skill set within media as flipping ninja samurai assassin shit. Yeah. Like 100%. Because mm-hmm. I can't have a million coffees one-to-one to say, hey, ring you from Rotorua, here you go. And like I've got a young family and I've traveled around to a bunch of shit. I can't get to them. Totally. How many kids you got? Two. A two-year-old and a one-year-old. Awesome. And yeah. my priority after I did that show is like, like I've, for the last year and a bit, I've been off the flipping grid. Yeah, for sure. I've been doing fam shit. Yeah, totally, man. It does change. I've got three kids, so I understand yeah. as well. But it I'm, definitely changes the dynamic. And it's just like the amount of time that you do have to dedicate it, that stuff has to be potent, you know? And, um, you and it'll, it. oh, what's that? You, to- you totally get it. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Definitely. Now, that's, that's real fascinating, man. And then, um, so just kind of going back, just switching it, switching it back again. So people describe you as no bullshit, straight up, do the work, shut your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So how do you... Oh, jeez. Yeah. I've been, trust me, that's probably extremely nice. I'm sure I've, I've yeah. been called way, way worse. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I reckon it's fantastic. But, you know, that whole kind of no bullshit, straight up, do the work. Obviously, that that's going to get you a lot of cut through, right? Knock shit yeah. out. Knock shit out. Yeah. Yeah. So, that where does this energy come from? For me, I'm... I've been thinking about this a bit, that's why I stopped. Because it's always been in me mm-hmm. to create, to do, to go. Um, I'll, I'll rewind back a bit and I'll give you context of it. Because I, I lost my dad when I was 15. Yeah. Right? And I've been wondering if I'm so gnarly now with just go, 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 go. Because, and because I, I think about these things. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been asking myself, only in the last little bit, and then I answer the question of, Am I so gnarly, and I keep going, and I keep creating, I keep doing, I keep building, I just, just I'm a flipping, just relentless virus yeah. of kind of positivity or whatever I'm creating. Um, have I done that because my dad is not here, mm-hmm. and he's never going to say I'm proud of you? Hmm. Like it's some deep shit, right? But I think yeah, about totally. this of like my, I could be homeless mm-hmm. and a piece of shit. And my mum's always going to love me. Of course. It's a problem with mums. Because it's your fucking mum, right? It's a a problem with mums. (laughs) But if I was 18 and I say I did my first present at 20 and I exit whatever, if if he said, if he was still here and he said, Robert, I'm so proud of you. Like, mean. Would I have stopped? (laughs) And gone, nah, I'm actually flipping. Later, bolt. Yeah. And the answer that I, because I I wondered about that stuff and, and the reality is I was like, nah. You know, I was walking at nine months old. I was hustling, starting businesses when I was four. My first business was five years old. Yeah. When I was in Fiji, <laughs> I got got told off. I yeah, I did. You know, I was I was negotiating deals with flipping my principal at six. Yeah. I was. I'm that kid. You know. Yeah. I, I was a kid at um, doing paper runs, bullshit, whatever. At, at eleven years old, I was you know breaking into golf courses at night time. Jumping into the lake, stealing the golf balls, coming back the next day, selling that shit. <laughs> I was the kid that's never smoked a cigarette in my life, still never smoked, um, never done any drugs, never smoked anything, never, I'm, I've been clean of everything. But I had a full 
like rolly mafia of selling cigarettes as yeah. a flipping full distribution network yeah. when I was at high school and I'd never smoked. Yeah. Like I, I was just hustle fest from day one. So I've always been creation. Like I, I remember, yeah, I'd, I'd, went to, I'd go to a buddy's house who had a color printer. Yeah. I'd print out friends posters, <laughs> go back to, print them at his house and go to school and sell them for like two bucks each to put on the underside of the, of the desk and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, I was that yeah. guy. So, so the reality was, it's it's in my um it's in my tendons. It's in your tendons. It's absolutely. in my flipping tendons. Definitely. And do you think that people can learn hunger? I think that people, when they know they have a backup, are mentally weaker. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? Let's say, let's say we're sitting here now. We're twenty years old. Yeah. And we're going to start our first business. Yeah. And you have come from absolute gutter, nothing. Uh, zero cash, eated, eated toast, noodles, and bullshit. Educated school hated you and your stuff. Yeah. I came from private schools, um, millionaire parents, black credit card, trust fund baby bullshit. Yeah. And we say we're going to go into this business. Yeah. We both come drink the Kool Aid and we come into it. Yeah. You're coming from hustle world of of the bottom, and I'm coming from Lucky wherever. Sperm Club. Yep. Lucky Sperm Club. I've never <laughs> heard that. It's fucking genius. I've come from Lucky Sperm Club. Yeah. And then we get into it, yeah. and, the, and the Kool-Aid wears off, and drama starts hitting the flipping door, and we need to knock out a 10-hour night today, and we need to flip and do damage till two. Yeah. And then I'm a bit like, oh, fuck, I'm a bit tired, bro. And you're like, no, no, we got to knock the shit out because yeah. you don't have plan A, but I've got my, I know I'm safe. Yeah, you've got the warm bed. and yeah. I've got the warm bed I'm going home to. You're going to go flipping sleep in a flat of 12 other dudes. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I lived in the flat with 13 people once, you know, it's my world. How do you think that headspace is different Mm. I'm going into it knowing I'm safe and good. Yeah. You're going into it, it's like you have to create or die. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a different mindset. So when I mean by weaker, now I'm not to say that people that have great things don't work hard and whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. But I know that if I'm up against you head to head, mm. and if I come from Lucky Sperm Club, and you're going to do damage till two in the morning every single night, every single day, forever, mm. you, yeah. you win. Definitely, yeah. Your chances just increase. Right. You win. It's what, what Elon Musk says is like if most people do an eight hour a forty hour week and you do eighty hour a week, you're gonna do more in six months than they'll do in twelve months. Yeah. But it's um yeah, it's real interesting, eh? Because you do see at the same time as well, eh? I see people that for some some reason they just they just whether it is a fluke and then behind closed doors they are assassins and you just don't really see it. Um some people can because the thing is is like hunger as well it's just like some people can some people can burn the midnight oil they can do the meetings they can fly on a plane and go to you know this place and that place and it also looks it looks super productive but it's actually not being effective as well right mm. so you can get people that can somehow like maybe less hunger and maybe they're driven and i've got i've got friends like that they seem from from an outsider's point of view they look kind of lazy but for some reason, they've just expedited the whole process simply by f only focusing on, say, money, just for things that will actually get them the, you know, the, the kind of tangible, well, tangible results. Then it's focus, right? So you've yeah. got two parts to it. One, I've seen it go the other way where you've got basically B players that get full, gnarly public pop. The majority of time when that happens is they've got someone smart in the back end that's pulling the strings that they go and execute on behalf of, yeah. not proactively driven for themselves. Mm. Yeah, true, true, definitely. It's always more than meets the eye. Yeah. The majority of the time, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're from the Lucky Spoon Club. Yeah. You got smart people around you. Oh, totally. And funding. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> funding that can kind of weather any storm for the next kind of half a decade and then get to the end of it and you're like, ah oh, fuck, this makes no money. I'll just go do something else, go work for dad. Yeah. Which I'm actually kind of glad. And also it's obviously worked in favor for you as well, as you had a pretty tough upbringing. I'm one of six kids as well, grew up in a vineyard. I was the same. The only bait, you know our holidays were playing with our brothers, play, playing, you know, we had, yep. there was five of us. I get it. And that was, that was kind of that. And I think it's, at the same time, that was, um, uh, you know, it sucks, and probably like you as well, sucks in the moment, but kind of looking back retrospectively, it's actually such a blessing, right? Yeah, Dude, those to type, to totally. Those, those types of circumstances. 100%, but I'm even tripling down on that fact, because I know that now, anyone who knows me and my stories knows where I've come from. Yeah. Like they know, like, you know, in a, in a winter, I was I rented a bathroom in someone else's house. I chucked my shit in the bathtub, put a foot phone mattress down with no heating on. That's where I slept. Yeah, forty bucks a week. Yeah, and now when I'm flying around and doing all this cool dope shit, whatever, everyone knows that no one handed me shit. Mm. 
every single person, like it's not Rebet the flipping trust fund, baby. They flipping know. Mm, like my sure. companies, I don't know Avengers, like but flipping. Definitely. Like, and even if they don't know, who gives a fuck? You know. No, and that's most important. It's, it's ammo for me because yeah. I know that if I'm sitting across the table from you yeah. and you're lucky sperm club and yeah. I know I know me, I know I fucking got you. Yeah, I've already totally. be, I've already beaten you. Absolutely, man. Psychological. 100%. Yeah, you'll dig deeper. Yeah. 100%. And I, already, and I already know it. You yeah. know I know it. And I, I, it's just like a, maybe that's the back to the sport thing. Maybe that's mm. that, that driver sport thing too because for me it's all flipping competition. Yeah. I'm like, all right. And, and it's, 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 I know it's twisted but mm-hmm. it'd be to the point where this is how this is how my brain works. It's, it's stupid and it's kind of pathetic, but I this is how my brain works. So I had a broken iPhone Seven mm-hmm. for the last two years with a cracked screen. Mm-hmm. I chose not to upgrade. I chose not to fix the screen. I chose not to do that. Why? It's because it sounds really dumb. But when we'd sit down in meetings, I put my broken iPhone Seven down. I'd look across and be like, "Oh, you got the eight or the nine or the flipping ten or the this or that, whatever." And I'd be like, "I got to one point seven million people." on social for free using this thing in my brain mm. you've got a better phone than me what's your excuse mm. twisted sure. right for but, sure but it, it, ah. it's it makes like a lot of sense man flipping it's just a different mentality and that's why i say like elite sport yeah ex-military yeah and gnarly executives there's yeah. a flipping strand of something absolutely and it's obviously probably it's helped them probably get to a certain point yeah. but at the same time shit it definitely can work against you as well. So yeah, absolutely. And do you think a lot of visual, visualization plays a part in that? And do you do that yourself? Hundred percent. Well, yeah. I don't. Um, I've I can visualize chess moves in my head with what I feel will happen, mm-hmm. and then when they visually then do, that's when I can see it manifest. But mm-hmm. it's not like I write down like quarter one, I'm doing X Y Z. Quarter two, it's like stuff that noise. Yeah, I, sure. I'm more like um, output. Yeah execution these things will happen boom 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 across yeah. these different verticals go yeah so what's what's some advice for some you know um budding entrepreneur or someone that's even you know deep in it to just sharpen their focus and actually get what they want forced alone time mm-hmm. so elaborate on that forcing yourself to be away from people yeah in a scheduled consistent routine basis so almost thinking time just for yourself yeah forced by yourself so i would always do my old apartment was in um uh hern bay and it would overlook the bridge mm-hmm. and so every sunday afternoon i would sit there and i have a nice like bottle of heavy pinot noir i'd have my moleskin headphones on sit there feet up and it was a full thing and i'd just sit there sit yeah and then idea comes up right down the mouth scan yeah come back down just yeah so force. how long have you been doing that for years yeah wow i've got like flipping 25 moleskins full of yeah. shit yeah definitely I've, got a, I've, I've transitioned to digital now so i've got currently got a list of 220 different venture ideas that are sitting yeah. in a in a in an ear table spreadsheet yeah like it just you have to get it out of create you need but you need a process for the crazy yeah and that's the that's the difference of yeah my buddy um andrew when he interviewed me for this other thing, he was like, oh, you're kind of like a hurricane because I'm just fucking carnage. But I saw it as hurricane's nuts on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's calm as shit in the middle. Mm. And if I'm playing chess long game, that's exactly what it is. Like totally. externally, you'll see the flipping psycho me just stuff, don't give a shit, go hearts, blah, you'll yeah, see yeah, like yeah. chaos. Yeah. But then you don't get depth like this. Like, yeah. All right, this is exactly how boom, boom, boom. For and, sure. And that, and that perception thing, once again, probably... Mm. Um, place to your advantage for a lot of it but then simultaneously can stuff you up and, pl- and, and mm. be a liability in other situations absolutely that's awesome man about the whole thinking time as well I personally do that as well 100%. I try to do it once a week to be honest it's been especially in stressful times it starts to get pushed out which I'm actually um, a bit annoyed about myself for but you, you meditate I think, yeah I meditate so I do the Wim Hof breathing every morning and that's I also incorporate the visualization and the meditation into that cold water shit you uh, yep yeah I've been doing that for years man probably about five six years shit okay yeah so it's amazing and then um and also the float tanks as well the sensory yeah, deprivation me up, man i tried my first one last month oh yeah i was well, not how, a fan how, how it freaked so? me out really yep that's one of yeah how so like tell me more about it uh my brain just kept going gnarly and i had no escape interesting opposed to when i have forced yeah. alone time and my brain goes gnarly i get the idea and i document it down and then it's yeah out. yeah if, if i don't process the thinking yeah it just builds up and my brain gets stuffed why don't you um somehow get some type of like waterproof recording apparatus in there and that way you can kind that's of kind of going that's like then you bring it then you then you're missing with their whole shit yeah, um, yeah but yeah like one of the things that frustrates me is oh 
if I'm at the gym and stuff, usually I'll go like, you know, cold water shit and, and spa or whatever. Then if I have an idea, I've got no fucking fucking write it on it. Yeah, I have yeah. to like dart out, open up the lock and get my phone. Oh shit, put it back <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah. Then I go back in and it's all stuff in my flow up. So definitely. Because if I don't, basically if I don't document my process is if I don't document it, yeah. my brain blows up. Yeah, never trust your memory. No. I'm, I'm the same. And then even some stuff, hey, you you write six months ago and you actually don't realize how profound it was until you actually you know revisit it as well. What's your uh, what's the biggest mistake um, you think people make when they go into business? They don't pre mortem. Yeah. Elaborate. So chess. Yeah. Back to chess. Um, if I know I'm playing you and you're really strong at uh, Queen's Gambit opening, whatever it is, mm -hmm. I can already predict where you're probably gonna play strong, where you'll play weak, mm -hmm. and then I will work back from how I think I'll attack mm -hmm. where that weakness is, mm -hmm. right? So if you transition that into business, a pre-mortem is like, instead of it dying at the end, and you saying, ah, oh, we ran out of funding, or the staffing was shit, or the distributors screwed us, or the flipping licensing thing stuffed us, or flipping, virus bullshit you know flag our customs shit whatever yeah. it is you're being reactive at the end of the game mm -hmm. it's like that's why i lost mm -hmm. i think right at the front what's all the shit that can kill me mm -hmm. and how do i mitigate those yeah and I've already thought, and so when these things happen you're then not surprised it's actually being planned you're, yeah you're it's actually really similar to the Joker has a thing about this in The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. He goes, he says, oh, you know, if I tell people that, you know, I'm going to kill people, no one freaks out, mm -hmm. you know, because it's part of the plan. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird because in business, it's the same thing. So I pre-mortem everything. Mm -hmm. So I think, okay, how could, and I've watched it play out. Like there's been a couple of times in the last few years where my energy predictions about this person's ego or that bullshit commercially or whatever. And I'm like, I think in about five months, that's gonna happen stuff itself yeah and we've got one plan at the moment that's basically like going exactly to the flipping money of what we predicted so pre-mortemine mm. is i think and it's and that's when you bring the pessimist haters in mm. up front boom 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 and then if you plan for all these things and then you front foot it you've taken away the ammunition it's like eminem at the end of eight mile you know yeah destroys himself first other yeah. person can't say so they got shit. nothing yeah. Shit. yeah definitely and do you do this pre-mortem do you do all that future foresight thinking and stuff from your thinking time your planning yep. you feel yep. yeah you got and then right. with others as well yeah and, and also experience and then yeah your mentors and people around you and yep. yeah things like that and I've, I've been extremely lucky with my circle now yeah and straight like stupid yeah. like it's flipping stupid yeah well you created that luck right yes but i think i earned it going from charity to care mm -hmm. meaning right. like the xc over telco is one of my homies right mm -hmm. he's my homie now but it started as charity to have this coffee with this little two-bit nobody oh, i see what you're saying. young buck yeah flipping who gives a shit yeah guy, right yeah but what's happened over the years is they buy into the energy to start without a charity of like here's this dumb kid trying some cool shit yeah then it goes to he's still hitting and it's and he's listening mm -hmm. and it's working to he's consistently listening and it's working and it's flipping he's not stopping yeah holy shit he's actually doing what we wish we could do if we weren't part of this machine so it flips mm. so i so my it sounds really bad but i feel a lot of my rolodex only mess with me to start with potentially add a little bit of charity mm -hmm. for some of it as they do and we do, do that yep yeah and now it's straight care so yep. so i'm extremely fortunate with my circle now and and publicly it's it's weird because um we put it i've put some things out and there's been two pieces of content which i it was good to put out but i really kind of didn't want to in some ways because i knew that it would visually show who was in my circle mm -hmm. because i love no one knowing who i'm homies with yeah I know it's kind of twisted, but yeah. I don't want to feel that I'm leveraging them publicly totally. if you've got a profile because then it's kind of, it changes the dynamics and yeah, I don't absolutely. want that. So I, I almost want to ninja shit it where yeah. I'm extremely pu publicly visible at me and I'm totally comfortable with that, mm -hmm. but I don't want a flipping single person knowing who I'm talking to about what and what level of relationships yeah. I've got. Yeah. And that's part of the chess thing too yeah. because the last thing you want to do is have the perception 
externally that you're exploiting your personal internal mm. rela- relationships. Totally, definitely. So what's your favorite, your favorite or your worst business mistake where you just, you just didn't I've expect had a, it? I mean, everyone's like, I've had so many. Yeah. I have had so many. Yeah, what's the most significant, the one that really kind of pivoted everything? Uh, yeah. Because there is, everyone's got yeah, a couple, so I've got, right? I've got one that's kind it's up there. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty kooky, but it's up there. Yeah. So I got into commercial real estate, mm-hmm. building out these co-working space businesses for tech startups, right? Mm-hmm. We built out New Zealand's largest network, 10 different locations, 15,000 square meters, ended up taking the old NZME Herald building at 46 Albert Street. Massive. Yep, cool. Mean, boom, whatever. As we were rolling it out, I just couldn't lose. I'm like, mean, do another one. Dope. Roll up. I've got no, I'm not a flipping licensed real estate broker don't know shit. i don't know what capex opex was until we had like four floors on queen street i'm a flipper i'm just like yep me boom go so this thing grows out right yeah and then there's this location and my gut said oh bro like my gut said nothing because of course everything i touched was just winning mm-hmm. and then um the data i looked at the data the most searched thing under this thing is going to this location basically i predicted where this this location would be it's gonna pop life was gonna be great i mean boom Roll up, flipping on an 80 grand fit out of some shit. Boom, boom. Do this whole thing. And the, we have a long-term lease, all the rest of it. And then um, we launch crickets. Zero. <laughs> Phone doesn't ring. Longer lease sort of in place. Done a full fit out. Custom made all this shit. Nothing. <laughs> and it gets like, oh no, we got, we got some, you know, rent free. It'll be sweet to start off with. Yeah, stuff it. Like just blind right yeah data says it's good can't i can't i only win stuff it yeah and then just got pummeled Damn. like how old were you i don't know it's only uh four or five years ago something? yeah oh yeah it's just not that, it's not that long ago right because i'm <laughs> yeah. having wins right and yeah, so totally. one of my businesses i'm crushing and media, media shit's going dirt in front of me and then this other one i'm like fuck and then and then there was a day then i had to basically um never get negotiate out of this 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 lease which i'd sign and thing and we'd kill the staff and we lost so much money and then i remember we had to write a check to exit out of the lease mm-hmm. drop it off at the lawyers and i'm sitting there and i'm just signing this check like ah, like just <laughs> it was so real yeah, and painful totally, and shit totally. and then i had to take the 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 trailer and get all the stuff out of it and they're just like yeah. it was just this horrible and i remember then when we were when we were, so it all got cleared up signed the check got for the punched in the dick stuff yeah finally get over sign the check uh, drop all the shit off and then the trailer when you take the trailer back yeah you get your 20 dollar return on the flipping <laughs> chain or whatever yeah yeah and so i'm sitting there holding this 20 dollars sweating full of shit jib board everywhere and my sex is like 11.30 at night on a Wednesday after I've exited out and I'm just like, fuck, all <laughs> so, of that. And so I did just you got, lose it all at that point? Was oh, it, bro, done. Like, yeah. done and more. Like, done. Damn. Like, it's, it's imp- it sucks, but it's important, right? And I reckon so, those lessons are important. So you know how twisted I am? I got my, my mate that was doing it with me. I was like, bro, can you just take a photo of me right now? This yeah. is me just eating shit. <laughs> so take a photo of me signing the check and just I'm holding this flipping check, just getting steamrolled. And then I'm holding this $20 at the... BP or some shit where I've hired the trailer from and I was like this is what I've got to show for it like all this shit and I'm just in like a flipping Muppet yeah but you got the experience and oh. I think that's the, that's the value right is it twisted yeah. and I'm smiling about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. how'd you bounce back from that oh then I then I, I just got up no I think I, my lesson was I went into it so blind mm. that I because I trusted the data yeah and I I was like data said it's good can't lose yeah I'm the man. Yeah. Shit's mean. Yeah. It's gonna work. Yeah, everything else God. I'm touching has a Midas touch God. turned into gold. Got pummeled. Yeah. That's where that's where success can be dangerous, right? Dude. I did the exact same thing, bro, with uh with LA. LA and Melbourne. Oh, because you expanded and got pumped. Literally like boosh, boosh, boosh. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. turn up, you know, you got cues around the corner, this and that. And then the reality catches up six months later. Sorry, not six months later, twelve months later, eighteen months later. And then you just don't. In my case, we just didn't study the data. It was mainly it was mainly the financial and the financial governance behind it. But 
fuck, it hurt, it sucked. But it was also the most important lesson. And when you're logistically far away too, that shit eats on you. It eats on it you. It eats it's on you. Very, it's far harder to actually react as well. Bro, and it's fucking honey. expensive, you know? And, and the thing as well, what stuffs it with that, I can imagine it's the time zone plus the logistics. And because you visibly can't see it. Yeah. That's what stuffs you. Yeah, definitely. Because when you physically can't, and so that's why when I, when I like kind of exit all my shit, I wanted nothing on anything, so I don't need to touch it, see yeah, it. And, for I, sure. and so I've just got yeah. to, I went down to this like one phone, one bag thing, and I was like, I want my entire life in one bag mm-hmm. that can create anything and run anything. Yeah. And I want one phone with my flipping wallet in it that could do whatever. And that's yeah. it. So I'll roll into meetings and just t shirt and that. I'm fucking yeah. good. Yeah, nice. And I've tried to just change the way I think about oh, it. Oh, definitely, but, man. Are you all good? Like, you got some, looks like some important people wanting your attention. Am I good? Am I in trouble? I'm good. Yeah. Oh, there's just a few other people. Oh, there. sweet. Am I in nah. trouble? <laughs> All good. How are we for timings? Uh, Dev. 15 minutes. Yeah, good. You good, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who rolled up? Some other crew? Am I good? Oh, sweet. I'm good. Um, cool. Yeah, cool, man. So personal development. So obviously you take care of yourself and things like oh, that. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, you don't? Uh, yeah. What about all the cold I just like burgers. And, yeah, you like burgers? Yeah. <laughs> oh so you take, yeah, t- take care of your cravings. But in terms of that, though, do you think it is, so, like, do you read up on, I'm just looking at your book, your, your big stack of books. Yeah. And less far for show, that to me tells me that you are into personal development in some I capacity. I am. Yeah. Well, because I think, I, I think about stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you're acquiring, you're acquiring information from other people and reading other books and things like that, or? Yeah, I'm very curious. Yeah. Um, I always like to ask questions, but at the same time, I can't. I have a filter where I like to. I feel I have an opinion about something. Mm-hmm. I'll look and listen, and then my gut will go with whatever. But mm-hmm. but yeah, exactly. So I've kind of worked my way through a bunch of it. So whether it's you know money or relationships or health or thinking or whatever it is, yeah, you know, that I, I definitely definitely. Yeah, and they all intertwine, right? It's like what you're saying earlier in the conversation with the athletes. The athlete, no matter how good his mindset is and how much he believes in himself, there's only so much that can take him if he hasn't taken care of the diet, the fitness, you know, doing the correct training and this and that. Um, And then, uh, so do you, like, I think what I find as well is you just get a lot of, I just want to kind of relate this back to kind of young people as well, because obviously that's a real passion of of yours as well. How, what, what advice would you give to people that are just like, just, the, the, the just riddled with anxiety because they're worried about money and they probably look at people like yourself and are like, fuck, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm 30 years old or whatever and I'm wasting time and I'm not there yet. And then they just end up making dumb decisions because they want to get, yeah, Chase. they want to just, they just want to skip the process, the necessary process, which is eating shit, chewing glass and looking into the abyss. What advice would you give to those people that are impatient and worried and, yeah, so there's a difference between impatience and worry. Like, worry around your current situation is real. Mm-hmm. I've been there. There's there's always going to be a trigger pull of, of certain things, right? Whether it's your personal self, or your relationship, with your wife, or your kids, your friends, your business, your partners. There's always some shit, right? Yeah. So I don't think that ever goes away. But I think there's definitely different types of the stresses. And then the, so so the first one would be like I, I I would acknowledge and embrace all that personal shit, hundred mm-hmm. percent. You need to. I think. I think you do. For, uh, the 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 business career path is a little bit different because what happens there is your career path is almost like your external output in the world of what you're doing, where, for who. Mm-hmm. The first thing is with how you deal with your internal struggles or stresses or whatever. So there's almost. I think there's two battles. Mm-hmm. There's like an internal battle with you versus yourself to 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 have the balance right with emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, all that other shit. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's an external output of like what you're doing in the real world that translates to mm-hmm. currency or to, to career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't actually thought it like that before, but that it's just kind of a new thing that I was just thinking about then. And, and I think it's got legs because when you go external and they're not happy internal, they try to cheat. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the course for the course, get me to the top, 12-step, masterclass, bullshit, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Is the, There's the cheap path or there's the actual journey of the struggle mm-hmm. of the of, of the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think first would be maybe separating off the personal, the internal versus external, dealing and confronting the internal to yep. be aware of where the balances are. Yep. And then external, not trying to snake and ladder jump up 
to where you know you're not at definitely because there is no hook there definitely. is no hook yeah to get to that. now you can totally ninja move some shit to jump up yeah but there's no cheat up you don't yeah. cheat your way up through courses yeah. you hustle your way up through strategy totally and doing shit yeah. that was a good one you hustle way up through strategy mm, for sure definitely and just you know doing the time as well and then just going through the motions as well and but, i think there's nothing worse than getting success prematurely and that you haven't deserved as well i believe well yeah because what then happens is you get exposed to the market after they realize that you're not that smart yeah yeah and, and then the you market, lose and the market will just it beats you up yeah. you know and you have to build that resilience over years and develop that thick skin and you know garner the wisdom in order to have to learn how to deal with that stuff yeah and that's the same thing with those athletes and the bands and the musicians and stuff that do have those long careers is because they know how to deal with that shit, which is fucking it's part of it you know yeah yeah well you no just literally going back to the hustle strategy thing because mm. i think too many people try to snakes and ladders buy the cheat code mm. to to gas up flipping a bunch instead of going wait a second how do i actually ninja move this shit to strategically get there mm. for sure so maybe the insight would be if you were to be an alien looking at your ecosystem how could you ninja move the strategy piece first to mm. actually genu genuinely jump up because mm. i was in t i was in a meeting this morning and that happened there was a brain that had gnarly strat that just stuffed shit up that i would never have seen coming like i i literally was telling uh, mel about it before, so, dude he pulled this ninja shit that was so next level smart that i i was going three moves ahead thinking i'm flipping I'm not trying to flop my dick out, but I'm like, dude, I, this is like I've got some pretty good thinking going on. <laughs> yeah. And he just comes in over the top, and he had just taken an alien approach at the problem, <laughs> gone, huh? And he walked out of it like flipping samurai master, mate. And it was <laughs> probably one of the most impressive human business feats I think I've genuinely seen. Like <laughs> it was just that it was that good. So so to to to, to loop it back around, would I'd be thinking, what's the samurai shit with strategy? Mm where you can genuinely win but doing things a different way mm, you know like definitely and, and i think not many people ask that question because they'll say operations to create efficiency or tech integration to create scale or amplification or any of this other bullshit. they mm. generally don't be like oh like i was thinking about there was a gym company that they were talking about yesterday and they said oh they're making these moves blah blah, blah. and i was like man why don't they just buy a flipping pharmacy because mm. all these people are into health and they own the pharmacy they've got the distribution like just a different Mm, you know so totally how do you man. how do you take a different yeah, approach definitely. to growth absolutely that's what uh peter Thiel talks about in his book power to one oh, I, haven't, like, I haven't read that oh man you should read it highly recommend he, he makes you think because he's a contrarian he always says what's a what contrarian what's that so mean? He, it's like people that always think the opposite ah, yeah it's exactly okay. what you're talking about it's probably that guy that made that power move was just that and he talks about what people do in 10 years why can't you do it or what's a way to do it in six months like Shit. you know it's like it's a very different way of thinking and then it's straight away it's gonna you know your brain's gonna begin to looking looking for solutions and you actually start shortcutting yep. everything all the bullshit no, it's not cheating it's not cheating it's it's yeah. it's, it's strategy it's, so so in, in silicon valley they call it blitz scaling yeah now blitz scaling how do we blitz scale this shit? how do we go to your point 10 years worth of growth in six months yeah what definitely why not absolutely and then you will begin starting yeah you know, you'll buy the, the the gyms will start buying the pharmacies and you know now I mean, there was just an idea i don't know if that ends up happening but, but I, I know i know where you're going with it i know where you're going with it bro just to wrap it up man what's the best advice you would have told your 20 year old self partner smarter earlier mm -hmm. partner smarter earlier yeah okay partner smarter earlier so what's a little story associated with that where you didn't um i wish that i had an older brother yeah that was an accountant mm -hmm. who could beat me up physically mm -hmm. that could also be the bad cop in mm -hmm. private mm -hmm. so what just someone to call bullshit no someone that's blood that's in yeah okay because you didn't have the father no because I didn't have the business, I didn't have the money brain. Yeah. I was lucky that I've got a friend who's in that world yeah. now, but that's not, it, it's not blood. Yeah. Not that that's a thing or not, but like I, I, I think of it, the most lethal combo is when one plus one equals three, if mm -hmm. not 10. For sure. So if I had that, when I first came through and if he was strategic, he can play to the strengths mm -hmm. 
samurai strategy, some ninja shit, mm-hmm. and off day one, instead of making me go through the the motion of flipping, living it and breathing it and eating shit and trial and failing, like I think my journey be, my journey has been f- more fun, net net, yeah, but it's been longer, yeah. So then, but then I think about would I rather have got to the same point without doing the shit? I actually think it was good to go eat, eat shit. Mm, it is. I think it was definitely. I think it's actually worked out. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Net net. Then, then de-risking it all the way to the point where, yeah, it's just not fun and it's just oh, it's just too easy. Because then if mm. it's too easy, I think it's weakness, right? Yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, I would have, but but I would have parted partnered smarter earlier. Mm. No, that's great advice, man. I think an awesome way to wrap it up. Any uh, any other final words? What about where people can find you? Your book. Your YouTube channel. Yep. So yep. Uh, stuff all the other shit. Free ebook if you're a young buck. Yeah. What's the ebook called? Power Moves. Power Moves, and it's just powermoves.co.nz. Yeah. And people download it. Free cool. for eight hundred thousand school kids. How long did and that take you to write? I te- I pre-mortemed yeah. that situation, and I realized I couldn't actually write. Yeah. So I got a award-winning writer yeah. to sit with me every single day. At, for hours at a time while I drank whiskey and told my story yeah. and he did the whole entire thing. So how many hours was that? A very long time. Yeah, nice <laughs> Months. man. Oh, bro, amazing man. But bro. it was cool. And So yeah, be powermoves.co.nz, stuff everything else. And then um, I would like to give you props. You've come extremely prepared mm. with a bunch of notes that are perfectly symmetrical. They've come in here, you know exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it. So yeah. so props to you in this. And I, I hope this adds a little, little bit of value and a bit more depth to some of the thinking. Oh, absolutely, bro. Appreciate your time, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and found any type of value, please subscribe to our podcast, share with your friends, and give us a five-star review on iTunes to be in the draw to win a $200 I Love Ugly gift voucher. We will be drawing a winner monthly. Good luck, and see you on the next episode.